This is Cody Becker from Franklin High School in Portland, Oregon. High School Reunion with Adam Brumfield. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to High School Reunion, the podcast. This is the podcast that lets you catch up with old friends, flings, and even foes. Now here's your MC for the event, Adam Brumfield. All right, here we go, folks. Another episode of High School Reunion, the podcast. Hope you guys have been enjoying what we've been putting out so far. If you do want to be a part of a future episode, as always, you can get in touch with me, hsrthepod at gmail.com. Follow the show everywhere on all social media platforms, HSR The Pod, and you can reach out to me there. Um, looking to talk to anybody and everybody, all graduating classes. Shout out, class of 2000, coming through strong so far. So, uh, another good episode this week. Uh, shout out, Cody Becker, everybody. What's going on, Cody? Great. Thanks, Adam. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Yeah, yeah. I was looking forward to this. So, um, how you been? Things are good? Things, Everything's well? You know, life is life is pretty copacetic these days. Um, a lot of changes, but um, yeah, I, I I can't complain. And you wouldn't want to hear me complain if I did. But um, yeah, I, I really can't complain, man. Life is life has treated me well. I've made it a I've made it a passion of mine to do do the same for life. So that's awesome. That's awesome. Um, let's dive into it. Uh, you know, feel free to just let it rip. However you want to, whatever you want to say. However you want to say it. Um, you know, you can uh, say whatever you need to say. So um, I think the ultimate question I like to start off asking everybody is uh, what was high school like for you? It fucking sucked. <laughs> Shout out. Finally, <laughs> someone is on my page. Thank you, man. I I look back now and not only would I have kicked my own ass a million times between, you know, now and then, but holy shit, high school was the most miserable experience of my life. It really was. And it just got worse from there, you know, for a minute. But uh, yeah, no, I was not, I was not a fan of high school. Uh, It it was not fun. You know, it was not fun. I I thought it was, but it wasn't. Yeah, I think, ah, man, I'm so glad you've said that because a lot of people so far kind of have been right in the middle, if not, you know, that it was, it was pretty good. It was a big social get together for him and stuff like that. Whereas like I was kind of in the same boat. I like, I tried to be social, but then I like, I struggled with the school part of it. Uh, I always tell people like, I didn't, I, I tried to definitely be somebody. I wasn't like looking at who I am today and like yeah, how I've cool. grown up. Like I was trying to be somebody. I definitely was not as a, as a high schooler. It's so crazy. I think in high school, we really have no idea who we are also, uh, you know, you know, you're, what are we, 13, 14, 15, 16, or, or you yeah. know, whatever. And I mean, Jesus, man, getting thrown into, you know, even coming out of middle school and then going into that environment, it's just, it's so different. And, and I had no idea who I was and I was just trying to fit in anywhere I could too. Um, you're still trying to carve your path a little bit and see what, what works. And you don't realize till you're older, like, oh, none of that worked. <laughs> like, none of it. Absolutely worked. none of it. None of it worked. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you're totally right about that. You know, you're, you're it was such a freaking like you think about it now and you're like, who the fuck was I? Yeah. You know, what was I doing? But it, it, it was odd, man. It was odd. It shaped who I am now, which helps. But still, um, you know, like freshman year, I went in, you know, as a 4.0 student, sophomore year, 
0.0 student. <laughs> Shout out yeah. high school. Yeah, I was yeah. I was right there. I was right there with you. You know, with that being said, then who would you say you were in high school? I think everybody I no- kind of has that 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 idea of who they were. Who would you say you were? I was just some kid trying to figure out life and trying to fit in, man. And I had all these, um, you know, I had all these, these hangups, these personal hangups from, from being a young person um, and not understanding myself. And then, um, you know, the clicks and the groups and, you know, you've got, you've got, you know, the, the you've got the jocks that I, cause I played football my freshman and sophomore year, a little bit, my sophomore year. And, um, and then you try to hang out with the kids on the, you know, like uh, the, the smokers on the hill, remember the little oh, hill, yeah. you know, it's like, oh, it's the public park, so they can't do anything about it. Or, you know, you've got the the, the tag errors group, you know, the guys are always out spray painting on the weekends or like yeah. you got the skaters and the, you know, uh, the drama people. And so for me, like I, I tried to test all of these places and and none of them, like none of it worked. I didn't know who I was. I was trying to figure out who I was, you know. But it's, and it, yeah, and it goes back to like what we were just saying, like, Every single one of those, we thought we fit. We thought we were. We're like, oh yeah, everybody likes me, right? Like I'm, I'm here. Everybody's saying what up. Everybody's talking to me. That must mean I'm, I fit. I work. It, nah, that just that's just how kids are. They don't. They'll say something to your face and then say something about you when you walk away. Well, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And I remember too. And I, I mean, I'm still, uh, I'm still a like an extroverted personality, but I was super, like, just you know, just a ball of energy back then. And so like a lot of people didn't really know how to, how to handle me or, and I, I, I wasn't very self-aware either. And I didn't, I didn't read cues from folks back then. You know, people look at me like, who the fuck is this guy? What is he doing? You know, yeah, I'm bouncing off the walls and like, I got people trying to beat me up because I'm so, you know, eccentric or whatever, you know? And I'm like, I, it didn't even dawn on me, which was weird. And that's, I mean, that's part of why I said it, it sucked. I mean, there was a lot of other things that went into it, but, um, yeah, it was just being in high school was a weird time, right? I, I look at what kids do now because I, I have a daughter who's 19. She graduated last year. And, um, you know, her time in high school was 50-50. Like some of it, she loved it. Some of it, she hated it, you know? Yeah. Um, plus back, I mean, come on, man. What are we? I'm 39. So that was, dude, that's 20 plus. That's over 20 years Isn't that ago. crazy? Isn't that crazy <laughs> to stop and say that out loud? Yeah, yeah. It's such a different time too. Like things have evolved significantly over the past 25 years, right? Yeah. Um, so yeah, schools are different. The way teachers teach are different. You know, all of it is different, but um, it was almost kind of like the wild west, right? Oh, yes. Yeah. 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 hundred percent. Yeah. I, I'm so glad that you said that you acknowledge that you were a ball of energy. So <laughs> story time. Um, yeah, sure. <laughs> I went to private school. I went to private Catholic school from kindergarten to sixth grade. And okay. some things change or whatever. And so I go to public school, seventh grade. Shout out Tabor kids. Found Tabor. Yep. I walk in first day. And like, I know some people just from like playing little league and stuff like, you know, Belmont little league shout out, but yeah, yeah. We played Belmont together. Yeah, exactly. Too. Yeah. And so I walk in the only open desk is next to this kid with long flowing blonde hair. Looks oh like God. mini Hulk Hogan. He's wearing his gray Pop Warner football jersey and is just stoked because it's like game day. <laughs> and he is going crazy. And 
shout out you. It was you. <laughs> like, and, and, and you know what's funny is if I recall correctly, because all through Pop Warner and all through uh, every high school jersey I tried to get, I was number 69. And I thought that was the funniest <laughs> shit in the whole wide world back then. It was like, yeah, yeah you know, like some dummy. Yeah. Um, yeah, I can't I can't imagine, you know, you got this. Yeah, I remember myself with long hair, dude. I had like Kurt Cobain, long blonde yes, hair, you yeah. know, like, uh, yeah, and I was a big kid too, right? In like yep. seventh grade, I was not a small human being. I'm still not, but like I was a heavy kid. So I can only imagine like what you're thinking sitting behind me. I don't even, I don't remember the day at all. So like, yeah, it's just know. one of those things, you know, it's like little things, right? Like little, like I have, I don't know, maybe it's just the way my mind works, but I have like little quirks about anybody that, I somewhat associate with there be like a certain thing that just sticks out. And that was one of those things. It was like, I just remember first day of seventh grade in public schools for me, I have to sit down next to you and figure <laughs> out how to go the rest of the school year with, with you sitting next to me. Sorry, man. No, Sorry. No, <laughs> I'm curious though. What do you recall? I mean, like you sat down next to me, you got the Hulk Hogan looking chubby kid with this game day Jersey. And I'm sure I was just some loud mouth, right? Just, you know, just, you know, bouncing off the walls, rattling in my chair, probably, you know, talking out of turn and just being ridiculous, you know? Yeah. Uh, yeah. That was it to the T. Right. That was it to the T. Yeah. Okay. okay. It's like, it's, I think, I think you remember more than you think you do. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, now that in retrospect, right, I look back and I think about uh, who I was as a younger child, right? right? Seventh and eighth grade, you're still a child. And, um, that was all, it was all because, you know, my home life and, and attention and, and things like that. It was just, I wanted everybody to think I was cool and happy. And when I wasn't, you know, and that, that extended with me through high school too. Yeah. 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 No, I, yeah, I, I completely understand what you're saying there. And, and I think we all do that. Uh, you know, it goes back to even what we're saying with high school, just trying to be something you're not on the outside, you know, you're something else on the inside and only you know how, you know, you know who you are and you're trying to be something that you're not and, you know, kind of all that stuff. So yeah, yeah. it's, it's a yeah. culmination of everything. But uh, I, who was our seventh? I mean, like, I know we're supposed to talk about high school, but who was our yeah. seventh grade teacher? Do you remember? It was Mr. Polling. Polling. God, I don't yeah. even remember him. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Mr. Polling was like, I guess what they called our homeroom back then, I guess. Okay. So. Okay. I, I, I think was Mr. Adler. That was eighth grade, right? Yeah. So eighth grade, I had Mr. Siegel. There was like Mr. Siegel. Siegel. It was Siegel. That was who it was. Yeah, he was yeah, super yeah. cool, man. That's one of the teachers that actually sticks out in my mind, you know, pre-high school um, that kind of took me under his wing. I was like, hey, yeah. dude, you got you to gotta slow your roll a little bit here. It's like Mr. Uh, Siegel and Mr. Bixel were like the two like main like eighth grade teachers. So, yeah, okay. The weird shit that I remember all that. Do you, yeah. do you remember? Do you? I, I don't know if you'll remember this. Like, if you even were exposed to it. But me and this kid, Austin, we took a bunch of the um, being recycled um, like uh, menus from the for the for the uh, cafeteria, and the backs were blank. And we took him to this his house, and we used like some stupid you know word processing program. And we drew a big pot leaf on it and we put Bud, your best friend. And we spelled friend wrong and, and we passed him out at school. Do you remember that? I, I don't, I don't know. I don't think oh so. Oh my God, we were idiots. And, and, and I remember our science teacher and I, her name's escaping me, but she came up to me and she was like, I know you did this. And this is what pot does to you. You can't even spell friend right. And I'm like, I don't even smoke pot. I just think this is funny. Uh, yeah. yeah. It's uh, 
I almost feel like I should make a middle school podcast because that's where all no the fun shit, really right? happened. That's yeah. where all the fun really happened. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. That was uh, a. <laughs> it's funny though because those are the those were the things that were leading up into high school, right? And when we hit high school you know, all hell kind of breaks loose. Cause not only is middle school preparing us to kind of move around and have different teachers and have a homeroom and things like that. But as soon as you hit high school, like I'm taking the TriMet bus to school instead yeah, of exa- walking yeah, to school from exactly. down the street. Um, I'm skipping class to go skateboard, right? We're buying cigarettes at the Franklin market. Um, like the, the ultimate freedom just started occurring. And it so was, it was yeah. crazy being 13-ish, 14, whatever that age is, like freshman year, and having the ability, like 50 minutes for your lunch, and you could go anywhere, anywhere. Like, yeah. Like, not, like, I don't, oh, I don't have to eat at a cafeteria down in the basement. I could go, I could walk 20 blocks away and go wherever the hell I want to go. That's Dollar that Whoppers, bizarre. man. Yeah. Dollar Whoppers, that that's a Burger King, you know? Yeah, my belly is saying otherwise these days. <laughs> oh, I don't need that shit either. But yeah. the fact is, that was like, it's like if you had a buck, man, you could walk up to Burger King and that's what all the kids were doing. Yeah. And it, it's just so weird. It was weird to have that just mass exposure to, you know, not only that, because we're, you know, we're, kind, I mean, we're not in the middle of downtown Portland, but we're on 52nd and, you know, Powell or whatever. Not far um, from things. Yeah. You know, so we're like, we're, you know, we're smacking the city. Right. And, you've got residential area around us, but you've got, you know, everybody, it, we, it, people just dispersed, right? Like you'd find, I would literally, when I skipped school, which I didn't do a whole lot of that my freshman year, but in my sophomore year, I did a shit ton of it. Um, when I skipped classes, man, there'd be kids hanging out all over the goddamn neighborhood. Yeah. Um, so you, you know, freshman year, you're kind of locked in still figuring it out, doing your thing. Um, yeah, freshman, it's funny freshman year. So I, I, so eighth grade, I started dating, um, Sydney Cahill and I'm still friends. I'm still friends with her today, which is great. But, um, so freshman year I was, I was still dating her, you know, we, you know, being a boyfriend, girlfriend thing, like we both did the same classes and, um, I played football, right. I I was on the, I was on the, the freshman team for football. Um, I had started picking up like skateboarding, um, you know, my life was kind of centered around, I was still trying to figure it out. Right. Is it but, fair to say you're a little more, you were a little more on the alternative side. Like you were into the, the metal, the rock and the metal and things like that too. Like, is that a fair characterization? I'd say, I'd say 75, 25. I mean, yeah. I thought I was, a you know, there was times I thought I was some little thug punk badass, but yeah. I wasn't right. Um, I wish I would have stuck with football. Right. right I really right. wish that that I would have stuck with football because I was halfway decent at it for my size and for my, you know, my ability, my lack of abilities or whatever it was, but I was a long snapper. Um, and I was a center for the freshman team. Um, Gary Sletmo was, was my quarterback. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Dre was my running back for a long time. He was like a fullback for us. And, um, yeah. And, and you know, it was weird. Cause I, you know, I played football and I loved it, but I, I also, I never felt like, you know, I never felt like I was one of the team, even though I was the guy touching the ball every goddamn play, right, you know? Right, yeah. yeah, it was weird. It was weird. And and the coaches, you know, they were super cool with me, um, like Hobbs and uh, God, I can't remember. I can't remember something. It's so long ago, which is, it just it blows my mind. But um, yeah, freshman year, man, I was straight A student. I was, I was loving life. I was having a good time. Yeah. Yeah. Do, do you have any teachers or anything that stick out for you that like made a difference or anything that you look back on and been like, man, if I would have taken more out of that person's class or what they were saying. Yeah. Miss Neistel. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
she was my like home ec. I don't remember what we called it then, but uh, she was the home ec and the child development teacher, you know, and, and Miss Neistel um, was incredibly kind to me. And she always made sure she always checked on me. She's like, are you sure? Are you okay? You know, um, Miss Lambert, that was sophomore year algebra though. That's a totally different, like that, that sticks out in a totally different way. Um, Miss Lambert was an interesting one because you could hate her or love her, but she was probably the only person that explained algebra to me in a way that my brain could process it. And I don't know how she did it, but like, I'm a weird numbers person now. And Mm -hmm. I, I. it's a lot of like little secrets and things that she taught and that she went over. And it's like, I can do weird math crap in my head pretty easily these days yeah yeah i mean my 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 job is is specific gravity and fractions and and sizes and and dimensions so um yeah she actually you know the love-hate relationship she she taught me in a way that i could understand these things but man i disrespected the hell out of her i mean and i got into so much shit in her class with other classmates with like i've got a good one for you but um yeah um, and then the other, the other I'll, also, I'll leave that for sophomore year. The other freshman teacher that stuck out to me the best was, um, I can't remember his name. He was the drama class teacher. And that's where I got immersed into that sort of thing too. Like I really enjoyed being on stage and, and, and practicing and, um, and being a part of like guys and dolls and little shop of horrors. And, um, you know, that stuff was fun. I enjoyed all I that. I think if anybody knew you on the, from the outside of school or just like those that, knew you from the hill and then you turn around and tell them like yeah i did drama they'd be like shut up stop it i know right like it just it was like having this image of of kind of who you were in high school and then hearing you say like yeah i love drama and i love being honest it's like what hold on i loved it i love i mean i love it i love singing in the musicals i love practicing all that stuff yeah um and I, it kills me because I can't remember the teacher's name, but man, he was super cool too. I mean, he introduced me to things that I absolutely adore now, like uh, just some of the plays and some of the the readings and um, it, it opened the door. I remember when I was, I was um, showing up for like the dress auditions for guys and dolls. I borrowed a suit from my dad. Cause at that point in my life, I was about the same size as my father. Right. Um, and I took one of his really nice suits and I showed up in it and they're like, you can't wear that. And I'm like, why? They're like, it's too nice. You look too good in this damn thing. And I'm like, Oh shit. really? <laughs> <laughs> like They had to like dumb it down and give me some like horrible salmon tie or whatever, you know? And it was just, I felt like such a dope for even just showing up in like, you know, business attire. Yeah. Um, but it, that always stuck in my head. That was one of those things, those lessons that I learned. It was like, he, he was the first, person to tell me he's like dude you look like superman in a suit you need to remember this you know and i'm like okay okay and that always stuck with me through life even through my you know my trials and tribulations up to about 21 you know um but yeah that was fun man drama was cool um that's awesome and i got and i got a lot of shit for it too right like the the skater crowd that i hung out with well that's that's what i was saying i think a little bit i i think those obviously those people knew you and so they probably knew you were in there but someone like myself or anything like if i knew you for a skater kid and then you're like yeah gotta play on friday and saturday night right? i'm like wait hold on what you're doing what okay 
<laughs> right. Don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. Like I was still, I was still a deviant little prick. Cause I was like, I'd snag extra tickets and I go door to door and I'd sell them and pocket the money. You know what I mean? Like, of course, of course. <laughs> it's like fucking like opportunistic, you know? Yeah. That's, that's awesome. Man. But, but I think that's, I, see, that's where this kind of stuff is great because I don't think a lot of people, only the people that would have had classes with you probably would have known that stuff. Like the people that will hear this and remember you, I don't think, I mean, I don't think a lot of people would have known that, you know, drama was your thing. Like, Oh dude, it was such a passion. It yeah. really was. And like I said, it shaped what I, you know, it shaped some of the things that, that I enjoy now, you know, it, 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 it actually cultured me and it's hard to, it's hard to actually believe that something when I was 14 or 15 or 16, you know, would, would, would stick to me and stick to my ribs so well yeah. that it cultured me to think about those things and then uh, initiate that type of education into my life and, and enjoy those type of things. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's awesome. And, and that's a great point because like I wasn't ever a part of drama or anything like that. And I don't know where it came from me, but as I've gotten older, like I have, so much more of an appreciation for musicals and things like that. Like, I don't, I don't like them all, but like, you know, the classic ones, like we've seen, um, you know, Jersey boys and the, obviously the Lion King and, you know, shout out to, to the Keller auditorium and, and the, the snits and stuff downtown. They put on some good shows down there. And I don't know. It's just like, I've, I've come to really appreciate, like a good musical and it's so they do they do weird. like like i love music right like yeah. live concerts um uh comedy uh plays uh even symphony those things are parts of my being now right where i don't give a shit i'll spend whatever i want and i'll go to whatever show i feel like and if it's at the schnitz man i am just i'm melting i'm literally yeah. on like cloud 9 and all the hair on my body standing up when i'm walking in that place yeah it's you know, so, when it's I, so great you know, when I go to the Paramount or like some of these smaller venues that 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 house some of these massive names or whatever it is, you know, whatever genre I'm going to, um, you know, and I, 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 I just I get the shivers just thinking about it. You know, those are those are things that have shaped who I am to today. That's and those, that's and those awesome. venues. Right. I mean, that's all part of the experience, too. Right. Like everything, is such an experience, yes. whether it's you know, whether it's high school or dining or, or college or music or whatever it is, it's all such an experience. And so if you immerse yourself properly and just keep an open mind, I think it's, you know, I've gone to see things that I was like, this is going to suck. And I walked out just glowing. Okay. So college was, or excuse me, high school was kind of a, a hit and miss kind of thing. Do you, and I think you've kind of touched on this now a little bit and in, in, in the beginning, do you regret anything or do you feel like because of how you look at yourself now and how it shaped you now, it's like it, there shouldn't be any regret to kind of how you, no, man, no, I, I do regret some things. And, yeah. and so like sophomore years where I lost touch with everything. Right. Mm -hmm. um, and, and I actually, so, you know, I mean, I don't know if this, this quantifies me as class of 2000 or not, but I dropped out the middle of sophomore year. I dropped out of high school, hundred percent. You know, I got heavy into drugs big time, right. With smoking pot, mm -hmm. uh, got introduced to some other things, um, from some people in the neighborhood that I should, you know, that I definitely should have stayed away from, but the goal was to fit in. And so I, you know, I jumped into some of that. Um, my grades just went to shit, like literally, man, I, I was straight F student. I mean, I probably, 
you know, what do we have six or seven classes a day? I'd make it to two or three, yeah, you know, yeah. um, I was struggling at home, you know, with, with a lot of, uh, with, with the relationship with my parent who I lived with at the time with his relationship, uh, Jared Borgadine, my stepbrother. So his yeah. mother and my father ended up moving in together. That was rather tumultuous. Jared and I, um, you know, figured out how to sneak out every night, uh, out of our basement window and, um, you know, run the neighborhood. And we fell in with some, with some really bad dudes, um, big time, you know, big time, uh, people who ended up going to prison for, you know, six and seven and eight years. Um, and we got lucky for the most part. Um, I don't know if you remember sophomore year that like almost the end of my sophomore year at Franklin, um, Dude, I showed up with like nine staples in my head because I got chewed on by the cop dogs because we were running from them at fucking four in the morning. Jesus. You know, like, yeah, we were not, you know, we were not doing things that were appropriate or safe whatsoever. And yeah. so I just kept doing it, right? Like I just, I fell in with the wrong people, man. That's what it was. And I wanted to fit in so desperately and, and feel like I was a part of something that I kind of lost myself and figured out that, um, you know, even though I knew all this stuff was wrong, um, I just did it anyway. And it ended up, it ended up, you know, it ended up delaying a lot of parts of my life. So I actually, I left Franklin because my, my parents didn't, or my, my father didn't want me kind of, I was just screwing up. Dude. I, I can totally get it. Right. There's no, there's no hard feelings about it. Um, and I, so I left to Malala and I started staying with my mom <laughs> and and dude, Malala's a shithole. Middle of nowhere. I wouldn't I, say it's middle of nowhere, but it's rural. So think about you walking into seventh grade and sitting behind me, right? Now think about me amped up, you know, stoned out of my gills and just not understanding life in general and going to a hick town school. (laughs) Sitting down next to Billy Bob Joe. And I didn't make any fucking friends at (laughs) all, man. People, dude, I got punched in the nose by some girl because like I I said something stupid to somebody. I mean, like so many hor- and, and and it just got worse and worse right it just got worse and worse for me um and before you knew it like i i dropped out of or i had gotten in some trouble like i actually gotten into actual legal trouble so i wound up with like you know a juvenile probation officer uh <laughs> um at like 16 right i'm just like i didn't give a shit and that's when i stopped being like um I, th- I thought I was, you know, I thought it was some thug kid who was, you know, a hard ass and was just way on the wrong curve. And, um, you know, if I, if, if my daughter brought me home back, like, you know what I mean? If my oh, daughter boy. met a boy that was oh, me like, back then, yeah. dude, I'd run him off so fast, you know, like I'd be shotgunning all yeah. day, you know? Um, but yeah, like shit hit the fan, man. It, it went way far South. Like I went to Helen back a few times from 16 and 17. And then, um, I came back to Portland and I actually um, got in trouble again. I don't remember even what I got in trouble for, but they were like, yo, uh, you know, you're screwing up so bad that your parents don't even want you around. We're going to slap you in a group home. And they actually <laughs> slapped me in a group home down on like 15th and Belmont. Oh, wow. And, and they forced me, forced me to drop out of high school and take my GED. That's crazy. Wow. Right. Right. And so, you know, like nowadays, you would never think that that's how it went. But like all that environment was, was just another opportunity, like to meet the most horriblest of people, you of know, course, the most yeah. horriblest of kids my age who were who were setting in with the ideals that I was setting into. And then uh, and look, oh, shit, we're we're instant friends, <laughs> you know, 
because it's they probably trading war stories. It's like, what did you do last night? Oh, well, this is what I did. Like, yeah. yeah. And, and, you know, and the people who were managing those places didn't have, I mean, they didn't have the willpower or authority. A couple did, but most of them were just like, dude, this is a job, right? Like we don't give a shit. Yeah. Um, so it was hard, man. It was hard. And that shaped who I was up until about, um, you know, up until about, uh, 21. So I, you know, um, from 16 to 18, that shit goes by quick. And I actually at 18, I was pretty, I was pretty deep down the hole and I ended up getting in some real legal trouble. Um, and I probably, I kid you not. So, you know, high school was gone, right? I got my GED high school was gone. I started working. I was at like, I worked at Walgreens on 39th and Belmont. I was the <laughs> number okay. one checker. People come in, all the people that that knew us would come in there buy cigarettes for me. I'd sell them to them anyway, you know, even though <laughs> even though they weren't uh, of age. That's awesome. Um, or um, God, I worked for I worked downtown on Northwest 23rd. Um, you know, I, I started working is what I did. Right, yeah. I got out of that whole like. Like it was only like a couple of months. It felt like eternity that I had to stay in this place. Right. Doing what you can to stay busy, basically. Right. But yeah, they make you get a job and all that. And that was actually, that was actually beneficial to me in the sense that like, it taught me like, Hey, you got to work, you got to work to live. So instead of going to school at seven, you know, 17 and 18, I was working my ass off just to stay out of trouble or to like afford whatever I wanted or, um, you know, this and that. And I bounced back and forth between my parents here and there, but but, you know, it, it went to hell in a handbasket at 18 and I ended up getting in real legal trouble and um, ended up, you know, in and out of uh, in and out of Clackamas County a handful of times. I mean, at least a handful of times. Um, and so it was like and I still didn't know who the hell I was. Right. I was still yeah. some 15 year old kid at 18. Well, at that point, you're even more like uh, you, you've got even more of a cloud over your head. Then, you're just you know, lost. You, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> just lost. Right. And, and I thought I knew what I was doing, but none of that stuff was any good for me, you know? Um, you know, and winding up at 18 years old in, in, you know, big boy jail is like, Oh, this is not fun. No, it's not fun, but I kept doing it, which was the hard part. Cause I, you know, it takes me a minute to learn sometimes, at least it used to now I'm a lot more reserved on that, but, um, yeah, so I screwed up high school. Right. I mean, I had everything going for me the first year, the second year, it all just fell apart. And then, then I was forced to leave it, you know, in a sense. Um, and, and so, yeah, I regret that. I regret some of those decisions I made. I totally regret, you know, not sticking with football. Like the reason I quit football is because I, you know, I was getting too stoned my sophomore year to even show up, you know, and they're like, if you don't show up, if you don't come to MOC camp, like you're not going, you're not, you're not playing. And I was like, Oh, I don't really care. Um, I wish I would have stuck it out. Right. I mean, who knows what that would have done or what it would have changed, but um, it is what it is, right? I mean, we all make decisions that shape who we are. It's, it's super easy to wish to change the past as opposed to like look to right now and or, you know, set goals for the future. Right. But, but you can't, you know, you can't do that. So. All right. So, so GED comes and goes. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. And I passed with flying colors. Like I was like, they're like, yeah. wow. You know, they're like, I remember, I remember the, the, when I got the scores, they're like, these are really high. You need to do something about this. And I didn't really give a shit. You know, I was like, okay, whatever. Just give me okay. a piece of paper. <laughs> yeah. Just give me that. Like, like I'm done. I did what you said I had to do. Like, yeah. whatever, man, you know, like I shuck authority. I'm cool. <laughs> so are you, are you, are you closer with your parents now that you've kind of grown up and fig- are, are you still you oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. dude. I mean, you gotta, you gotta remember those years of 16 to, you know, 20, 21 ish. Uh, I put my dad through hell. Right. right. Cause he kept, he kept letting me come back. 
And, um, you know, and I kept, I kept being the shithead that I was, but, um, and my mother, um, I love her to death, right? We have a, uh, we have an interesting relationship. Um, so I kind of keep her at bay, but, um, (laughs) but, but I love her to death, but yes, like my dad, I've sat down and told him like, man, I'm sorry. I did this. I'm so sorry. I did that. You know, like we've, we've had the the coming to Jesus talk for sure. Um, and now, you know, he tells me, you know, he tells me nine times out of 10, uh, when he talks to me, he's like, man, I'm so proud of you, you know, for what you've done. But, um, yeah, it it is, it is because I, you know, I tormented that man. I really did. You know, I, 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 there was times that my dad was like, shit, this kid ain't going to make it out of this alive. Yeah, yeah. He meant that, you know, he meant that. And, and that's, I'm t- that's tough that hearing too. that from your dad, from a parent. Like that's, uh, yeah. you don't want yeah. to hear that from your parent. Yeah. No, no. And when he told me after the fact, it's like, you know, it, it gave me perspective. It made me think, yeah, you're right. I'm very lucky. I made it out of all this where I am relatively unscathed, you know? So let's dive into that a little bit. So you get your GED um, and, you know, you're still trying to figure out your ways. And I think you kind of mentioned 21. So I'm guessing maybe some things kind of you figure some things out at 21 or you kind of get ready yeah. to start changing your ways a little bit. What what takes place then? For, yeah, for real. On? So, um, you know, I'd still I was still in uh, was still in trouble for a minute uh, or at least what do you want to call it? Under supervision. And uh, at 20, uh, I had a child with a woman. And, you know, that's when I started thinking, God, man, I got to, you know, like something's got to give, right? I got to figure this shit out, you know? Um, And it didn't really, I didn't really figure it out. I just dug deeper down the hole. I just got worse. Yeah. Um, Shortly after, you know, probably like, I'm trying to think just to base the timeline uh, about a year later. So right around 21 um, and my daughter was a year old. I was still with the woman and, you know, we both went to hell in a handbasket even worse, you know, hand in hand. It's like, you know, so um, got in a bunch of trouble. I finally one day had had enough and I told her, I said, I got to do something about this. I got to change my life. I got to figure it out. Um, I had stopped reporting, right. And anybody who's been in trouble knows that when you don't report, they're looking for your ass. And so I called up, you know, the PO at the time I said, look, I'm done. I'm tired of all this. You know, I'm tired of going back and forth. I'm tired of running out. I'm tired of feeling the way I'm feeling, you know, help me. And she was like, yeah, show up, show up here. So I did, well, they stuff and cuff me and they take my ass to Clackamas County. And they're like, you're going to be here for six months. Wow. <laughs> and I'm like, fuck, this isn't helping. Right. Like, I, you know, and, and as a young man, you're right. You, you, you just left behind your kid, you know, um, and, and everything, you know, but I didn't have anything, dude. I was like, you know, I didn't have nothing at 21. I was a miserable right, punk, right. you know? Um, and so I remember sitting there, I was like three weeks in sitting in a goddamn, you know, 23 and a, 23 and one, you know, being like, dude, I'm locked in this room for 23 hours a day with like some dude who'd been shot 19 times and was still alive and did 8 million pushups a day. And I'm like, this is not cool. You know, um, like this yeah. is not cool. Like this is so miserable. And so I finally, uh, asked for some paperwork and I wrote down, um, you know, what can I do to never come back here again? And I handed it to the, to the deputy 
And like a week later, uh, not even a week, like three days later, this guy named Stan shows up and he interviews me. I didn't even know what it was for and interviews me. He said, well, you'll hear from us later. And I'm like, what's all this about? You're still locked up at this time? Yeah. Yeah. Like I've been in for you know a month now in County jail. And like, I'm like, what do you mean? What all this is for? He's like, don't worry. If you don't want to come back here anymore, you just, you know, you just bide your time and you'll hear from me in a week. Two days later, they picked my ass up and they took me down to, um, uh, what is now known as the, um, work release facility, (laughs) um, down there in Milwaukee behind the OLCC. And they put me in a treatment program and that's where, um, you know, they were like, you, you will stay here as long as we tell you to. Like, okay, what about when, you know, they're like, if you leave here, you will go to prison. Like, this is your last chance, kid. And I was like, all right, well, you know, what does all that mean? They're like, you're not done until we say you're done, no matter what. Like, even if, even if you run out of time for your, you know, your probation and all that, and it's not like I did anything horrible, right? But I got enough trouble and I screwed it up enough times. Like, you do something stupid once or twice or three times, and then they start tapping it on to you. They're like, Oh, 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 you want some more of this here? Have another helping of this, sir. Um, and so, um, I was like, okay. And that's where I learned kind of to, uh, kind of let go. Right. And kind of just be like, all right, I got to do what I'm supposed to do. And I had always had this issue with authority. I hated cops. I hated authoritative figures. I never got along well with any management that I had. I mean, I could do it right. I could put on the face, but, um, you know, behind when they, when they walk in the door, I was like, fuck that guy. You know, even if they were just telling me, Hey, make sure you clean up the bathrooms before, before you leave the facility, you know, before you leave uh, work, I'm like, yeah, screw you. Um, so I kind of let go of all that. And that's what changed. I mean, that's what really, um, you know, I, I worked it, I worked as hard as I could. And I worked with my counselor directly. And, uh, I decided that I was never going to go back to that kind of shit again. And, and it worked, it worked. I'm the one in, you know, I'm the one in a million or whatever it is where, you know, you come from, you know, the deepest, darkest depths and it worked. That's awesome. What so, kind of stuff were they having you do? Like, what were you, what, what were you doing? It was, uh, you know, it was substance abuse treatment. It was also, oh, okay, okay. um, it was also, uh, like they taught you how to live, right. Okay, they, they yeah. gave you, they gave you ideas on how to, uh, like all of the, the counseling was like, you know, you make your bed, you do your laundry, you go to work, you do the right things. I mean, I use this one all the time with, with my kid. Is like you don't get a gold star for doing what you're supposed to do. You yes. do what you're supposed to Thank do you. because um, because you're supposed to do it. Yeah, you know it's not that hard of a concept. But for me back then, it was really hard, and I think for a lot of people, that's actually really hard. You know, maybe I don't know for a lot of people. Well, it's who the simple things like that. It's it, you're 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 trying to break an old routine by starting a new routine, and I think that's it's like a cycle in your head in your in your mind that if you can start. Like you say, get up, make your bed, go to work, have some breakfast, go to work, do your things. Like it's, it's a routine that instead of getting up, smoking a bowl, drinking a beer, snorting exactly. wine, doing whatever, like you're breaking habits to start new habits. And they're trying to kind of put that in your mind, get that in yeah, your mind frame. Exactly. And so, so that's what, you know, it changed me. How it, it changed me. It changed how I wanted to live and how I wanted to see the world. And don't get me wrong at, you know, 21 and a half coming up on 22, I was still, um, you know, I was still full of whatever it was, right. but I had a new, I had a new direction and a new drive. And so, um, I ended up within like two weeks of leaving that program, uh, which I was there for five months and three weeks. 
a long time. Shit. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Like the, the, the pro, I remember that because the program was supposed to be a six month minimum program. And I was like patting myself on the back for a second, you know, like, Oh, look, you got done with us a week early. And like, I remember people telling me that like, you'll be fucking back. And I'm like, no, I won't. You know, you can count on that, man. You can count on that. I ain't coming back to none of this. And that was ever. like a live-in, live-in situation. You, you stayed there, like a dorm. Yeah, you had, to, you had to live there, but you could, like, after a, uh, after a, like six weeks, they made you go get a job, oh, right? Okay, okay. <laughs> and like gave you ample opportunity to screw up too. And you could walk out the door anytime you wanted. That was the thing. Like you could leave if you want to leave. You can leave, but when we find you, you know, it's game over. Yeah, yeah. You know, so you had a choice to make. And I got really fit. I quit. Like I smoked cigarettes from like 16 to 21. You know, I smoke like, like, you know, camel non filters, you know, like I smoke. <laughs> the harshest thing day. possible. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like the, you know, roll your owns or like parliament or whatever. Right. I quit smoking. Um, I got really healthy. Uh, part of that program was like to, to work out and do yoga every day. Um, I started running. I actually became so in my twenties, uh, Dude, I was a distance runner. I could run 30, 40, 50 miles, no problem. Wow. And it was all because, you know, I needed to find something to bide some time and to like be healthy and, and clear my mind. And so that was kind of like my meditation. Like I started running there. I remember when I couldn't make it up and down the block 10 times, you know, right? Uh, because of all the damage I had done to myself over the last, you know, however many years. And then, um, yeah. So you become like a David Goggins type of guy. Jesus. <laughs> I, I, I don't know, man. Like people have told me they're like, you need to write a book about what you've done. And I like, yeah. I try to put things on paper and I'm like, man, eh. you know, there's certain, you know, there's aspects of it that I really, I kind of keep to myself and hold near. For sure. Right? For sure. And, and so, um, you know, but right when I got out of that program, my, the, the, the mother of my daughter was still fucking up really, really, really bad <laughs> and, uh, and was like nowhere to be found. So I went and picked up my kid and I lived in a, like a, uh, what they call an Oxford house. Oh yeah. Yep. Yep. Right. And so you could come and go, you could do your thing. It was like, nothing was, you know, the only requirement was you don't do drugs, right. And don't drink. Um, and it include, you know, you don't smoke, you don't do any, you don't smoke pot. You don't do any of that kind of stuff. And, um, so I went and picked her up and I was like, Hey guys, I can't take my kid back. And they were like, it's fine. You know, do your thing. And then I filed for custody of her. Um, it took me almost a year because the courts kept telling me, um, well, you have to give the mother ample opportunity. I'm like, dude, you know, like I had to put ads in the paper because she wouldn't respond or because yeah. Yeah. yeah, like I like, yeah, like I, I almost the lawyer that I actually, you know, paid my $200 to, which was my last 200 bucks to my name at the time was like, well, maybe we should hire a private investigator. And I'm like, how much is that kind of shit? You know, <laughs> yeah. I'm like, dude, I make $8 and 25 cents an hour. Like get yeah. the fuck out of here. You know, like I don't have money for this 200 bucks was a lot just to talk to you, you know, I'm selling Wrigley's <laughs> at Walgreens, dude. Like, come on. Yeah. yeah. Like I was, yeah, exactly. Like, what was I doing? I was working. Oh, oh. So when I was in that program, uh, when I was a teenager, like in high school, after school, I don't know if anybody knew this about me except for Jared. After school, like my, I was a big kid, and so I would break skateboards all the time, right? I'd break a skateboard every two or three weeks, and my dad's like, "I'm not buying you a new skateboard. It's fifty bucks plus grip, whatever. Plus you need shoes. Plus you want hoodie. Plus all this. So you need to make some money." And so while I was in high school, my freshman and sophomore year, I would go work in bindries. And bindries are where they make books, like where they take printed material and they finish it and they put it in a box and they send it out. And so, dude, I was making 18 bucks an hour in high school, working in a bindery, standing at the end of a line till two, three, four in the morning, putting books in a box. 
That's crazy. And, right? You know, and, that, and like, <laughs> it's that right there that, like, it's it's not glamorous by any means, but when you're 17, 18, 16, 17, 18 years old, and you're making $18 an hour. 20 years ago? It's so hard to be like, yeah, high school's great. It's so different to, like, be like, yeah, I'm going to go to school when, oh, I've got a check coming every week for 500 bucks, 600 bucks, whatever it is. Like, yeah. Yeah. you don't want to go back to high school. It's like, I'm, this is what I'm supposed to be doing, right? Like I'm supposed to be making money. Look, I'm making money. <laughs> so yeah, it's, that's tough to, to be like, yeah, school, go school. Well, for me, it was to buy hoodies and skateboards. And right, 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 right. <laughs> yeah. But that's what, that's what, like, I thought to myself, man, I need a job that pays good. Right. When I had gotten out of that program or when I was in that program. And so that was my fallback. I went to a bindery down in Southeast Portland. I was like, yo, hire me. And the guy was like, I don't, you know, he was this big Nicaraguan man. I love the dude. His name is Ernie. And, um, and he's like, I can't hire you. You don't know anything. And I'm like, no, 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 no. I used to know things. And, uh, he goes, well, I don't have any applications. And I was like, well, I got one. Cause I had printed out my own applications to bring places in case they didn't have one. Yeah. And that's the only goddamn reason he hired me. And he taught me everything. He taught me how to cut paper. He taught me how to, you know, fix machines. He taught me how to, you know, fold. He taught me all the ins and outs of the commercial printing business to finish books and and, and paper goods. And um, that's kind of like, that's what kept me afloat. And that's where I got the start into my overall career that I've been doing for the last, you know, 19 or 20, whatever years um, as it advanced thoroughly. And I, so I, you know, I still lived at that Oxford, but I was living, I was, did I get up at four in the morning? I told my kid who's, you know, just barely two, uh, in a goddamn gunny sack on a skateboard down to the bus, drive, ride her up to 122nd, drop her off, come all the way back to 15th and Powell. Cause I lived right on 15th and Powell where my work was <sighs> work all damn day. Then go back up on the bus, pick her up, turn around, come back, feed her. I did. There were so many days that I would wake up with my same clothes on and be like, all right, it's time to do this again fuck <laughs> hey you gotta do what you gotta do though and you did it you know like you knew it what you had out. to do it worked out you know yeah. it worked out at the end of the day but so yeah, so, uh, so that transpires into what you're doing today then it sounds like yeah yeah what, um, what exactly are you doing today so what i do now like as of currently um I sell, I sell a, I'm a say I've been in sales for many, many years. I sold commercial printing for many years. I sold all sorts of, you know, if you got a postcard or, or a statement in the mail or whatever, it was probably because of something I was doing. Hmm. Um, I had been all over the city of Portland. Um, I worked my butt off downtown. I did all these things, but today uh, I'm in manufacturing. And so I actually work for, uh, I cover a variety of states and a number of provinces uh, in Canada mm. that uh, I sell to direct to business. I sell product to um, channel partners and distribution partners. And then I sell to brand owners and I spec to brand owners and it's all plastic oriented goods. So like polyesters, polypropylenes, um, polystyrenes. Um, it's not like, like all of this doesn't sound sexy, but I guarantee you that every goddamn thing you touch every day has a product that I sell in it. Yeah, the plastic wise. Plastic wise, yeah. yeah. From from your credit card to a gift card to um to your refrigerator that looks like brush metal. You know, if you drive a if you drive a, an electric vehicle, uh, my products are in it. Um, solar, you know, we have 
so many things to offer. Now I only cover uh, even like, okay, so the Super Bowl uh, three years ago, <clears throat> the entire Bud Light man, was it three years uh, in Georgia or in, in Atlanta? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. The entire super, the entire Superdome, the or the Mercedes Benz dome was covered in my product. Wow! Right, like so, you never think about you know these sort of things, but that's what I do now. I'm a I'm a sales manager for you know multi state, multi province, and and I love my job. There's days that I mean we all don't want to work some days, but um, you know, and I get to travel. I travel quite often. Um, that's awesome. It's okay. It's okay. I mean, traveling got old. You know. Uh, I had another job before this where I worked for 3M's direct competitor and I was the graphics manager. But what that meant was I taught people how to wrap vehicles and I sold like cool color change stuff. So like, you know, when you see a Chrome car driving down the street, right, right. That was our product. Or if you see Pepsi driving down the street, that was, you know, the product that we sold to printers that would print on all this stuff. Um, so I never really left that industry because, um, it always paid the bills and I knew what I was doing. And I always developed bigger and better contacts throughout the, uh, throughout the course of my career. And once I knuckled down, right? Like, so 21, 22, I knuckled down and thought, man, I got to do this. Right. And I, I tried to leave it at one point. Uh, I tried to get it, you know, printing is like I say out of my blood and I couldn't, I actually got sucked into even more cool stuff with like wide format and, you know, equipment wise and uh, um, all of these new things that people do now to create point of purchase and retail signage. And um, yeah, it's fun. Like I, I have a ton of passion about what I do. Even well, it kind of you know, lets you be a little bit creative too, right? I would assume there's some, some creative outlet. Yeah. To yeah. It now bit. I don't do any creative parts to it, right? Like I'll make some of my own marketing material if I need to, but like none of my creativity uh, <laughs> that I have for the things that I'm creative with. You're just pushing product. the product. Yeah. But it's, it's raw materials, right? right? Like, so like I just got some AirPods late recently. Um, you know how the box is really soft, right. you know, that's our product or a similar okay. product. Like it's just fun to like, you know, when, when, when I meet people or people that know me, you know, they'll actually be like, so what's that? What's this? What's this? What's I was this? just going to ask that. So like, do you go around finding like, Oh, that's ours. Oh, that's ours. Yep. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. So, so I got, I, I was, I, I got married, uh, eight years ago and was okay. divorced, uh, this year, early this year. But, um, so I have two stepkids too, and they're <laughs> older. So I've got my, my daughter who's 19. And then my two stepdaughters are now currently 20 and 22. Um, but when I would take them to the mall, right. When they were younger, all the time, I'd literally be like touching and feeling everything. I'd be like fixing the like, like the sticker runners on the ca- on their cabinets in the store. Yeah, and they're, like, yeah. they're like, "Stop, stop! You're embarrassing <laughs> us! You're embarrassing us!" And I'm like, "Trust me, trust me. I'm gonna find. <laughs> I'm helping them. They're like, knock it off. You're being dumb. Stop." <laughs> That's so funny. So I, I mean, kept doing it. You can't, you can't help it though. You know, when you, when you've been doing it for so long, it's like, well, I, it needs to be like this, or it needs to be like, they're not, they're not using this right. Yeah, exactly. Or God, this looks like hell. Yeah. I can fix it for them. Hang on a second. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I had seen that, you know, a lot of this stuff that you were doing in it, I was under the assumption it was like graphic stuff. So mm-hmm. earlier when I had mentioned about middle school and it's story time again, we had to create, again, and this is only because it's come up over the years that I remember this. We had to create some sort of book. We had to pick like an animal and write a book, create a book about it. It was like a month-long project. 
I can't draw for shit. And I picked a mandrel for whatever reason, probably because it had a pink ass. And I thought that was funny as a seventh grader, you know, like, right, oh, it's got a blue, no, it's got blue and red face and it's got a pink ass hanging out. Like, that's funny. And we're all, we're all giggling about yeah, it, right? Yeah. So whatever, my, my character, my little mandrel thing is like a story about him going through the jungle and encountering all these animals. So I want him to encounter this lizard. And I was stuck on trying to draw a lizard for the longest time. I, I couldn't draw a lizard for shit. And you came up with dude, that doesn't look like a lizard at all. <laughs> Let me see this thing for you. So you drew me this lizard and it was spot on, like super dope. 20 years go by or whatever, 10, 15 years have gone by. I'm like, I'm married and I'm going through a box of old crap and I have this book for whatever reason and I pull it out um, and I'm like, oh my God, I made this book like in seventh grade or whatever. My, my ex-wife now is, is was going through it and she's like, oh, that's great. That's great. And she gets to the page with the lizard and she's like, okay, hold on. She goes back a couple pages and she goes past that page a couple pages. You didn't draw this. Who drew this? <laughs> like, I was like, ah, I'm pretty sure someone in my class drew that because it doesn't look anything like what I drew. And it's just a funny story because everybody points that out anytime they ever saw that. They were like, okay, you didn't draw this page. Who drew this page? Uh, it's just, it's one of those funny things. So forgive so, me because I, I can't quite recall. I mean, like, I, I, I kind of remember that like I remember the gist of it, but I can't recall actually doing that with you or for you, right. To draw it. But dude, if you have that still, please, for the love of God, send me a picture. I will try to track it down somewhere. Please. I have tried to, to, to find the book to, to show my current wife now. And uh, oh my God. I, I haven't been able to track it down anymore, but yeah, it's just the funniest thing. And I, they were like, yeah, I don't know. We had to like, we bind, we, we had to bind it with like those little plastic clip binders. I was like, it was in Miss Cook's class, and it's just the random shit that I remember. But yeah, it's just that yeah. one page. It's always funny because the lizard is like so spot on. It's like so perfect. It's like done with a like one of those pump lead pencils. It's all fine detailed, and you go to look at all my drawings of crap, and it's just like, well, hold on, hold on. I, I was super artistic back then. Like I was. Yeah, very so that, I guess that's what I was going to ask. Like you could draw pretty well back then, and I just assumed drawing was kind of part of what you did now, but. It doesn't sound like it's so much, but are you still crafty? Are you still kind of into that? Or did you do that for a while? Kind of to. No, I, I'm still super into stuff like that. Like I collect art. Okay. Um, I actually, so because of my printing background, I work with artists now um, as kind of a, a, a labor of love. Right. Sure. Yeah. Um, I work with some individual artists and some, some actual, some pretty decent names that are out there, but um, I run a website for uh, a friend who's also an artist in Canada, and I produce really cool um, holographic concert posters oh, nice. and and reproductions of things that people like. Like I just got um, like tonight, I'm gonna I'm gonna make labels and ship uh, like sixty of these Jaclay because I, I have such a like I have a, such a love and an affinity for like substrate and paper and, and tone and color. And that was what printing gave me. Right. So I like, like maybe I could still be artistic and maybe still draw things, but um, I got into color. Like I had some of the biggest names in this city, some of the biggest brands in the city be like, yeah, man, 
you do our press checks. You're better than our goddamn graphic designers, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and so the eye for color and just the affinity for seeing how things go onto something is something that I've always enjoyed. And I guess I got good at it. Um, so I look for things that I like and I collect like, I collect like Emic works. Emic's a guy from Portland. Who's a huge artist. Um, okay. I, you know, I collect all sorts of random concert posters and every concert I see or every show that I see. Um, and I just, I, I fall in love with it. Just the ink on paper aspect of things. Right. I just wish maybe, I mean, and maybe I will, maybe I won't because of time, but you know, I would draw things again. I still sketch out stupid stuff. Like I, I, I drew a birthday card for my daughter with her name on it and did it all in like this big, like three-dimensional block graphic letters. And, and it was just like five minutes of my time and everybody's like, holy shit, what is that? Yeah, How did yeah, you yeah, do yeah. that? And I'm like, this is dumb. Like, really? <laughs> like, come yeah. on. They're like, no, that's really cool. Like if you did, I'm like, I don't have time for this. I have other things to do. <laughs> some people just have that though. Like, like, yeah. I mean, some people just have that natural, uh, you know, I, I have a cousin and his daughter, um, who are both like, so he was a tattoo artist and then she's kind of, I think following in the footsteps, I don't know if she's going to be a tattoo artist, but she just started picking up like collect pencils and stuff when she was younger. And then he would show her things and they're both like fantastic drawers. They, some of the stuff that they can draw is incredible. And, and it's I just love one of those that things. Stuff. Yeah. Some people love, just have that. I love watching people develop their skills, yeah. right? Like I, I'm such a proponent for people taking what they're good at um, and saying, okay, like, you know, if, if it's a friend of mine or, or a friend of mine's kid, like I, I recently told a couple of people whose kids are artists. I'm like, dude, steal some of their artwork, send it to me. And I will make you something so goddamn cool that they will love you forever through thick and thin. Like, trust me on this one. Yeah. And so one of my, one of my buddies from, uh, from jujitsu took me up on that. And he sent me some really cool stuff that his kid did. And I'm like, I'm just getting ready to prep it in uh, illustrator and get it all sent out and ready to print for, you know, just to give to him because like these kids put all their time and effort into this artwork, right? People put so much time and effort into their artwork, but to see it come alive, right? Like that's what I think I got good at is helping people realize what their dreams were, realize what their, their bits and pieces of themselves were through their artwork. Well, and it gives them confidence too, right? Because to them, they're just like, Oh, this, I just, this whole thing, like I just did this. But then if you can take it and turn it into something and make it something, and then they see it, they're like, Whoa, that's mine. And they, uh, yeah, that's what you did. You know, there is I, no yeah. better feeling than handing somebody something that they created and then you put your own, you know, love into it and then seeing their face when they open it up and look, yeah, at that's it. Awesome. they're like, they're like, no way, you know, how the hell, like the, the, you, you exceeded my expectations. Right. And so that's yeah. how I try to kind of be for folks sometimes. That's, that's awesome. Well, that that's, that's, that's awesome. That's really awesome. It sounds like that's been I'm glad you were able to find something, you know, and it took you, you know, some, some windy roads to get there and to really kind of figure it out. And, and really it sounds like a mentor a little bit too, in, in, you know, your friend Ernie that kind of showed you the ways, but you know, it's, it's really awesome when you can find somebody like that or find something like that. And then you can turn it into, you know, a career that's the, that you're doing well for yourself. So. Yeah. I I finally stopped looking at it because, you know, with, with you guys, right. With, with the people that I went to school with and the people I played ball with and and all those things, like my life went, you know, one way. And I watched all these people like go off to college and like, um, and like develop families. And like, 
like all these missed opportunities that I let fall by the wayside. And so I started telling myself, like, I'm not going to allow that to happen anymore. You know, I'm not going to be that guy who missed out on the opportunity. So every day is a new opportunity to do something decent for somebody else. For sure. And not be a piece of shit also. Um, (laughs) That's the big one. That's the big one. That was a big turning point for all of us, I think. Uh, So I have to ask a little bit too, just because, you know, you've mentioned her a couple of times now, but, you know, your daughter, um, you know, you had her in a time in your life where you were kind of figuring yourself out, but it didn't take you long at that point, it seems like. But what has that been like for you? What has that been like to be a father and kind of know how you were as a child and what you were towards your parents and kind of raising her and, and making sure that she does her best and, and, and what, and things like that. What has that been like for you? Yeah, it's been, uh, I tell you what, man, it's been, uh, it's been a lot. I can't believe somebody has trusted me with another human life someday. <laughs> <Right>. You know, <laughs> I say that, you know, I jokingly yet very serious sometimes. Um, yeah, yeah. It, it, you know, it was, it was difficult early on because, um, you know, I was a single dad for many, 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 many years, many <clears throat> years. Um, you know, uh, I just did what I had to do to make it work. Right. Like I brought that kid into this world and I'm not gonna, you know, I wasn't gonna, I wasn't gonna be the, you know, the quote unquote deadbeat dad. I wasn't going to be, you know, so that was my little buddy. Like, man, I'd take her fishing. I got her a skateboard, right? We did, I did everything I could. I fed that kid before I, you know, um, yeah. it was, it was a labor of love at all times. And, you know, I wasn't perfect. I didn't, you know, I made mistakes along the way and, uh, raising a child who doesn't, but, um, now like, so she moved out, um, in December of last year. So it's been a year since she had moved out and she moved out because of the tumultuous relationship that I was having and, you know, my divorce and things like that, that was impending coming in January, February of this year. And, um, then she had a very, very traumatic experience uh, about three months ago at a, um, at a festival down in California Mm. and I had to fly her back. And so she lost a friend, um, due to, due to, you know, some shit that happens at festivals. And I flew her back. And I looked at her and I was like, you know, you're a fucking wreck. You know, mm-hmm. um, I was like, if you were the, if you were next to me on a plane, I'd have, have you, I'd have you thrown off, you know? Um, <laughs> and so we went to her place I was like, you need to come home with me. Uh, just stay here, you know? And then the whole point was, I was going to be like, look, you need to move back in, right? We need to get you back on the right track. Cause she was always a good student. You know, she was, she, she worked hard. She tried hard. She, um, she liked being involved. She played a trump, you know, she played the trumpet in, in high school. Um, and so like as a little kid, man, it was easy, right? It was so, so easy to, to have a, a, a small kid. Right. She was my little, she was my little buddy, right? Like she just, we just jump in the rig and go, you know, we go up to the mountain or we go outside we go, you know, we do whatever. Um, and you know, and I had some help throughout, uh, her being younger with some good people in my life, but, um, you know, it was, it was her and I, that was it, you know? Um, and then when I got married, uh, you know, that changed a little bit, the dynamic changed, adding, adding two other teenage girls to the, For sure. yeah. um, but you know, with the traumatic experience late, I, you know, I, I was like, you're, you're going to come back. I want you to come back and live with me. And she kept telling me, no, you know, she's like, no, I don't want to do that. I don't want to do that. I'm like, look, man, you know, you're, you're, you're doing exactly what I was doing at this age, just not to the extent. Right. Mm-hmm. 
but you're, it's, it's you're coming. <laughs> you're getting there. Yeah, like you're flirting with disaster. Yeah, like you yeah. put your toes in the water where I was neck deep. I was up to my fucking eyeballs. Yeah. But um, but you're putting you're starting to put your big toe in the water, and I don't want to see the same thing happen to you that happened to me. And I don't want that to um I don't want that to affect your life, you know, later down the road. I don't want you 10 years behind, uh, like I was. And I want you to get an education and I want you to do what you're passionate about. She's, she's passionate about cosmetology. She actually starts in January uh, at the school of beauty. Um, and so she finally just gave up. She was like, okay. And so she moved back in and dude, it's been nothing, but like, as of late, like she's such a dream to have here. I, I, I'm getting to redevelop that relationship with my daughter and, um, be the dad that I was supposed to be, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, that's really awesome. Um, is her mom around at all still, or is it? As a matter of fact, wrong? so uh, I think you and I, you know, we, you and I probably both know uh, the same person. And yeah, she actually got her act together and, uh, you know, uh, has started making an effort to be a part of uh, her daughter's life too, which is that's really cool. like, dude, it just, it, it's so weird how things work out sometimes, you know? And that's only good for your daughter. You know, that can't, that's only can come with positive outcomes, hopefully, you know, to, to have you back in, you know, back in her life as, as a leading example, her mom's figuring out life and, and coming in like that can only help to put her on a, on a path, you know, the the more people that love somebody in their life, the better off they are. Yeah. Right. hundred percent. A good close friend of mine told me that. So like, dude, you know, it doesn't matter. You know, the more people that love this kid, the better off she's going to be. It's like, yeah, you're right. You're, yeah. you're so right about that. So that's how I've, you know, that's how I've chose to kind of view things and, 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 and try to live moving forward, you know? So, you know, concerts, you've said concerts, collecting art, things like that, but oh, yeah. I will kind of wrap up with this a little bit, you know, what, um, we got an idea of who you were in school and, and all that kind of stuff and which what's been going on since then. But when you're not working, when you're not traveling, when you're not, trying to sell plastics and all that kind of stuff, you know, what, what's Cody do to unwind? What do you do when kick your feet, your shoes off and and chill out? What's, what, what are you doing? What's, you know, I I read a lot. Um, I read a lot. I consider myself kind of a lifelong learner. Um, It doesn't matter what the subject is. I try to, I try to read a lot about history. I try to read a lot about modern art. I try to read a lot about uh, just what's going on in the world. Um, I try to, you know, I try to remain, uh, somewhat neutral in today's state, but it's tough Good to do luck. so. It's, yeah, <laughs> yeah, no shit, man. The, the fucking world's so polarizing these days. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I've been practicing jujitsu now for uh, almost, I want to say about a year and a half. Okay. Um, I earned my blue belt about six months ago, um, which That's is a awesome. huge, it's a huge thing for me. Like, dude, that that whole program, like I did jujitsu 10 years ago and I did it but I gave up because I, you know, started a family and, and had other things going on, but now I have kind of the time, um, to focus on it. And I'm a, dude, I'm in the gym, you know, it's just more grappling, right? It's more of a grappling thing. Jiu-jitsu. Yeah, yeah. 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 It's grappling. So I'll do some Muay Thai and some striking here and there, but, um, yeah, my thing, my deal, man, is grappling It's grappling with a gi on, you know, yeah, that's um, awesome. and it's, I say this because I, I heard this somewhere and I don't mean to plagiarize it, but it's, you know, it's funny how something so heavy, and rigid as a, as a gi can make us feel so light, hmm. you know, because it, it's, it's such a brutal dude. My I'm 39 years old, man. It's, it is brutal on my body, right. Getting crushed and choked and, you know, yeah. manipulated and all that. But that's, 
like that helped me. My buddy came to me um, two summers ago now. Uh, Philip Roberti came to me and he said, like, you're getting fat. I was doing, I was like almost two, I was like almost 260 pounds. He's like, you're getting fat. You're, you've always been good at this. You're coming back to the gym. Let's go. <laughs> what are friends for? Right. Yeah. Um, and now, you know, I'm down to like 208. Uh, I earned a blue belt. I'm going to just continue on this journey doing what I'm doing. And, and it's a hobby, but it's a hobby that I spend a lot of time on. Um, so that's kind of like my, that's my physical exercise, but it's also a mental fortitude exercise too. I, I, I've, I've learned to be very, very uncomfortable in many, many, many ways. Um, and then figure out the best course of action to get out of that discomfort. And that's what that sport has taught me. That's what I do, man. I, I do that. And I, uh, I work on my house, you know, I'm, I'm putting in wood floors and, um, you know, I spend time with my kid and I go to the mountain and I, I forage for wild foods and, uh, I do a little bit of bird hunting once in a while. I go see my dad, uh, take my mom out to coffee. You know, I just, I try to, you know, I try to be as low key as I can for the most part. I mean, I don't, I don't go out and hang out, you know, I'm not, I'm, I'm, I'm a very introverted extrovert these days, you know, um, I find solace in my heating pad and my, and my, you know, my weighted blanket, um, <laughs> you know, so funny. Uh, shout out to being 40. <laughs> oh my God. Right. I'm, I'm not there yet, my friend, but I'm almost there. Yeah. in April. I'll be 40 years old. And, yeah. uh, When's your birthday? You know, April 27th. Oh shit. I'm April 24th. Okay. 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 So you'll be 40 also. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, that's awesome. And you know, like, are you scared? <laughs> no, I, I think if it, you would have asked me this 20 years ago, I would have been like, ah, nah. But, you know, a lot has transpired. You know, I think we've all had our bumps and bruises and our things along the way. So, like, when you think of 40 as a 20 year old, you're like, man, I don't even yeah, want to think what, about what? it. But now it's like, you know, a couple months away, I'm just like, oh, whatever. Cool. <laughs> like, it's just a day, right? Yeah, but it's, yeah. still, it's still a culmination, man. It's still something that, like, you know, you're, you're, you're turning the clock now. Cause we're on the, we're on the better half of our lives. It seems like, you know, well, I, I think am. so. I think so. Yeah. yeah. I definitely have been put into a better situation the last few years. Really meeting my wife was, was a big change for me. Um, and that, that was something that helped me. Out. I, I had a lot of thoughts, you know, I wasn't, uh, you know, just health wise and just stupid shit that I was doing. I, I, there was days that I didn't think I was going to make it to 40, you know, it's just, yeah, you're telling me, you know, you yeah. Kidding? So it's just one of those things and, you know, to be in a, a much better situation and position and just <clears throat> appreciation for life and whatever, you know, kind of all that stuff. It's like, cool. 40 coming. Awesome. I think that's the, that's the point that, you know, that's what you, what you just said really, really uh, sticks with me is that like having an appreciation for life and yep. having an appreciation uh, you know, for what you have and who you are at this point in time in, in, in your day, it's, it's, you know, it's, it's lost on a lot of folks, I think. And, uh, it's nice to have that. I, I feel very, uh, very fortunate to be where I am today in life. I mean, you've given us a lot. <laughs> yeah, I, bet, right? I think, uh, I think a lot of people, you know, Tabor kids that went to Franklin and those that went to Franklin that n- know you, knew you, things like that are going to, you know, love catching up with you and finding out what you've been up to and things like that. Um, any parting words to leave for the people? Any Anything you want to say to anyone that listens to this? Some words of wisdom or anything? <laughs> I wouldn't quite call them words of wisdom, but man, just everybody be kind. Yeah. 
I just be kind, be kind to one another for the love of God. Be kind. I mean, it's so it's such a lost art these days, you know. So yeah, I mean, and that that that's I mean I mean that from the bottom of my heart. Just be kind, you know. Be kind to people because uh, nobody knows what anybody else is going through at any moment in their life. So be fucking kind. This has been awesome. I've loved catching up. I think, like I said, I think a lot of people are going to love catching up with you as well. Uh, This has been fun. So I appreciate your time. Awesome, man. Thank you very much, Adam. Adam.